Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Big Ticket Variety and iHeart's Film Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today, it's all about the Cannes Film Festival. First up, Willem Dafoe talking about working with Robert Pattinson in The Lighthouse, one of this year's most talked about movies at the festival. And what does Willem think of our Pats as the new Batman? Make sure to stick around to find out. And then later, Chloe Sevigny on that time, Bill Murray took her on a joyride in a stolen cop car from the set of The Dead Don't Die. It's all coming up today on The Big Ticket. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is The Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Right now, Willem Dafoe. I sat down with Willem at the Cannes Film Festival, where his work opposite Robert Pattinson in The Lighthouse is generating so much Oscar buzz. We talked just hours before the premiere of his second film at the festival, Abel Ferrar's very personal Tommaso. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. So this isn't your first Cannes, is it? No, I yeah. think I've been here maybe 10 times. Do you remember the first time you came? I do. I do. Um, I vaguely remember. It was, uh, I think, 1987. And it was to promote something. It wasn't, it was something that was coming. But I've been here many times. I've been part of the jury uh, here. I've uh, presented films in almost every um, uh, section. section. And uh, yeah. It's so always different for me. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this movie, Abel yes. Farrar. Yeah. Teaming up with him again. Yep. Obviously, someone you've teamed up with. Yes. Personal story. Personal story. Um, it's a reflection of uh, what's around us. Uh, mm. Using people that aren't uh, normally actors. Mm. Using yep. our neighborhood. Using people we know. It feels almost documentarian, in a way. Well... There's elements of it. I mean, some things happen. Some things are invented. Uh, It's really a reflection of what's sort of going on in his life. Mm -hmm. And to some degree mine, because uh, we're close and we're neighbors in Rome. And... and, uh, but that's, there's plenty of invented things as well. Well, talk to me about that, because what what did Abel give you as as for a script, an outline? There was no script. There was no script. Wow. It's an improv... It's really an improvised movie. Wow. He knew there were certain events. We had a very um, fluid camera because Peter Zeitlinger, who works a lot with uh, Werner Herzog, mm-hmm. among other people, but he's really Werner's guy for many years. He's very flexible. So it's basically there were situations and um, uh, scenarios that able either were close to something that happened with Abel or something he was thinking about, and we'd play those those out. Right. Uh, they were seldom written. Mm. And we see a man getting sober. We it's see a so- man getting sober. We see a man that's in crisis uh, with his, uh, his partner. Mm-hmm. You see him uh, with his family. You see him fantasizing about uh, ways oh. to get out. Of the problems he has. Um, What was it like watching Abel get sober? You know, uh, actually, I I wasn't, you know, I I knew him when he wasn't sober. And I worked with him uh, on a couple of movies, a couple, three movies when he wasn't sober. And then we, I saw him uh, after he was sober in Rome. And that's really when we kind of rolled up our sleeves and uh, 
got to collaborate in a much deeper way than we had before. How did he change? How did he change? He hasn't changed that much. <laughs> I mean, as far as working. Still, right, right. <laughs> still, um, he's as energetic, as volatile, as emotional, <laughs> as... Uh, he's, he's always been a deeply sweet guy, but mm. when someone has an addiction, uh, there's a devotion that distracts them. That's mm. all. And um, it's not even a moral thing. It's no. uh, for, From my point of view, it's a practical thing that he had another God, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and it wasn't uh, the God of creativity. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever worry about him when, when you of were course. working with him? When he was yeah. Using? yeah. What, do you, what do you do in those circumstances? Do you, do you ever try to sit him down and say, hey? It's not, it's not for me. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, um, to be honest, I don't know enough about addiction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, I can imagine. Right. So let's talk about the lighthouse. Okay, we can oh talk about the lighthouse. God. Yeah, good. Unreal. Good. Um, Robert Eggers is a huge talent. No, but you, let's talk about your performance for <laughs> okay, a second. Thank it's you. Just, it's just, it's beautiful, ah, it's good. maddening, ah. it's dirty, it looks miserable, <laughs> and you can't take your eyes and your ears off of it. Good. Beautiful. No, I think it's it's a beautiful script. He's uh, he's a new filmmaker, but he's quite uh, he's he's got there's a mastery, mm. um, and he's very precise. And he, even though it's genre filmmaking, I suppose it's also very personal filmmaking mm. because his approach to certain periods and research runs very deep. It's mm. uh, it's things he feels an affinity with right. and his uh imagination and his he, he expresses itself through these very particular forms mm. i felt it in the witch i when i saw the witch I, I i thought this guy's really interesting and then i really sought him out and met with him and wow. we got along very well and i was like please if you find something to do together and he found this. So uh, this, I, it was real privileged to be part mm. of it. It's a beautiful script. Mm. It's gorgeous uh, script. The language is, is elevated. It's poetic. It's poetic, it's po but it's, it's also grounded. It never quite leaves. And I think there's a credibility there. Uh, mm. You know, it's not uh, as, as poetic as it is. It doesn't feel... Uh, it, it's not uh, superficial. It's accessible. It it's yeah. very accessible. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the, sh the, the shoot, the production. I mean, that was misery. It's, I mean, you loved, you loved making the movie. I did. But. No, you know, it's, it's cold. It's miserable. Cold. That's, that's, <laughs> cold. that's kind of the point. Right. And we're there on a mission. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that helps sometimes with uh, really extreme situations. Mm. You know, the weather tells you what you need to do. Right. And uh, you can't act, you know, that red nose and that, <laughs> that red runny nose and that shivering and that, that misery, cold oh, tiredness. It just looked like you could feel it. You could feel what was oh, going through your well, bones. Good, good. I mean, because that's very, that's sort of essential for, to get you into the minds of these two men that right. are, are trapped on this lighthouse. And Robert Pattinson. So when did he come on board? Were you on board and then he came on board or how did that all work? Um, 
I, you know, it was kind of presented as uh, the two of us at mm. the same time. Mm. I mean, uh, if I recall properly, uh, when Robert Eggers talked to me, he said, I want you to play the role of old, and I, for the other role, I want Rob Pattinson. Mm. So uh, it wasn't like, it was, you know, it was a personal uh, contact. There mm. wasn't like, there was a big negotiation or anything. <laughs> and how familiar were you with Rob's work? I, you know, I had seen stuff, but right. uh, I had seen some stuff, but I sort of boned up a little mm -hmm. bit. I don't always do that, but I was curious. So, And then the rehearsals. I know the other day, uh, talking about Rob, thought you rehearsed for three weeks. It was only a week. No, he, <laughs> you know, I, we talked a lot about this, but, you know, we're very different. Our, our approaches are very mm. different. And listen, for each film, you have to make your own find your own process find your own way so i think that's fine um but we we work very differently <laughs> and uh maybe because uh, i'm a theater actor uh i like rehearsal mm. you can't ruin spontaneity with the rehearsal you can only frame things more precisely so you can live in a fuller way inside of the score mm. i think rob feels like if if you accomplish things in rehearsal it will blunt what you're able to come to. He he, he was like, my, my character's reserved. I don't want to show anything right, until we get there. And I'm like, please, for me, it's like, let it all hang out, you know, keep on going, keep on going, and it, it'll order itself, you know? Right. And uh, part of our job is to reanimate things. But we're different. And the truth is, because our methods were different, they sort of mirrored the differences in the character. I was just going to say that. So yeah. if it was a problem, I'm sure uh, Rob Eggers would have uh, uh, corrected it. But in fact, he liked the tension mm. and the difference. I mean, there was no personal animosity. Right. Uh, Rob Pattinson was a great guy, but we didn't have much contact as far as, you know, hanging out or anything right. like that. It wasn't a method thing. We worked hard, and it was miserable uh, uh, weather. So... When you're free, you head for cover. <laughs> you <know? laughs> when you're making that this kind of movie in your head, is there any day where you're just like, I can't do this? This is insane. Not really, not really, because it's so complete. It's your life, you know. Uh, for example, I was not going home to a posh hotel every night mm. uh, because I wanted to be near location. So where were you um, staying? In a little fishing. Uh, a little fishing cottage. That's amazing. And it was beautiful. And and my wife was working, so she wasn't with me, so I was solitary. And which it was made, really... Which works for the movie. Of, yeah, so, you know, my outside of the actual working in the movie, my life was very simple and, you know, sort of mirrored the life of the White House. <laughs> it made sense. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying now that this movie should have been in competition. That if it was in competition, it would be up there. What do you think? I, I'm, I can't speak to that. <laughs> I mean, that it sounds like flattery to me. It sounds like they like the movie. Um, so I'll take that. But beyond that, um, I don't know. Also, I think, uh, you know, I'd imagine it's, it's probably a fall release. And uh, I'm sure they'd like a slow rollout, you know. Right, and right. It's, uh, we're a ways from fall. So, uh, um 
maybe this is a kind of gentler right. uh, way to uh, start introducing people to the movie. And we're all talking about how it's going to be another Oscar nomination for you. Is it too, is it too soon? Good. I'll take that. That's crazy. It's like, what, what month are we in? <laughs> I know, I know. But l listen, I mean, I'm happy to hear that talk because it really, that kind of recognition it really helps the movie. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in a way it could be a Christmas movie. I mean, as miserable as it is, it has this Christmas no, feel. No, I think what's surprising is... Uh, it's not a traditional horror. No. It's more like, you know, it's not, it's a little like Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a little like Bergman. It's a little like Tarkovsky. Yep. I mean, it, but it's also got its uh, a certain amount of humor. It's not as crusty, musty, and <laughs> dusty as it is. I it's, mean, when when Rob goes after you and the the adjectives he's using to describe <laughs> you, you're almost like I'm like, oh my god. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, I'm, then, let me ask you, did he come up with that? Was that scripted? Oh, was everything it, scripted. Everything was scripted. The script was very tight. Mm. In fact, this was a film that was very designed. And when we rehearsed, it wasn't rehearsal to find our character. It was rehearsals to find the blocking, the blocking. for the camera positions. Because right. it was such a and small... It's usually the other way around, because right. usually you find out what the scene is, and then they set the camera. Right. In this case, the the design and the vision of how it should look was very strong and very developed in advance. So the actors kind of are brought into that mm. a little later than usual, which some actors would scream and kick about. But I kind of I kind of enjoyed it because you have a strong structure there, and then there's certain things that you don't have to worry about and then you it's your job to fill it and uh keep it alive i mean i can't talk to you about a certain scene because like what you said at the q a no the other spoilers. day it's such a spoiler <laughs> and it's like I, we have to turn the mics off to talk about it but i will say it is one of the most powerful mm. uh, you know deep no pun intended yep it's unbelievably no, uh, wonderful this particular scene, yeah, I don't know how to talk about it, <laughs> except for it cuts pretty close to the bone because yeah. you're doing something that is is very close. Well, you it's you don't have to imagine much because no, it's happening to you. It's really happening, um, and you have to deal with that. Right. It's always nice to have very strong physical actions <laughs> or having strong things done to you because <laughs> <laughs> then your whole body, mind and heart is <laughs> comes <laughs> comes to protect you or comes to deal with it and you don't have to invent those things if the setup is there um it just comes forward right. and and it's a very organic thing. Very organic. <laughs> it's a dirty, it's a dirty scene. It's a dirty job, but and someone's, someone's got to do it. it. So now could you imagine Robert Pattinson as Batman? That's the big story. Uh, listen, sure. Why not? Why not? He's got a strong chin. <laughs> that's what it comes down to, a strong chin. Well, that's part of it. Right, right. Can you imagine with a weak chin playing Batman? I don't think so. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you about some of your former co-stars. Yeah. Well, one who's coming. Well, you I'm not very good about talking about other actors. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. We had a good time. I'm really, I haven't seen the movie yet. Mm. I'm really looking forward to it. She played my daughter. Um, <laughs> and uh, the relationship with her father is a little 
a little tough. Mm. So, uh, but she was sweet. We we had a good time. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, big-hearted guy. He was all in on Aquaman. Yeah. I'm very happy that he uh, that the movie has had great success yeah. for for him and uh, and also for James Wan and uh, probably be back. <laughs> Madonna. Tell me about Madonna. 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 She was great to work with. Yeah. Um, you know, the movie received kind of a mixed. She's sort of at the height of her popularity, and I think uh, there was a, a oversaturation. Right. Um, and it was a, it was kind of an old fashioned movie, and right. because the there was kind of a pressure to sex it up, or I I think that people pushed it away a little bit. Mm. But to work with, she was really great. Yeah. Do you see, do you ever run into her now? And it's like you, you know, I have, I right. have, but not lately, because right. uh, I think she lives in London, and and I'm not in London that much. And if I am, I'm usually pretty busy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Last movie you cried at. The last time you cried at the movie. Oh God! Last night watching Tommaso. Yeah. Why? You know, when you watch a movie, sometimes you have an association to certain to the doing of it, and I'm not crying. It's. You know, I was watching this scene uh, where the character is doing a share at an AA yep. meeting. And that's a story that's been told to me. Mm. And then I have to tell it. And in the doing of it, in, in my telling, retelling of that story as the character telling it as if it's his story, I was very moved. Mm. And it's not, it's strange. So I'm watching that uh yeah, I, I, I just was, uh, sometimes when you watch a scene, I get the same feeling that I had when I was doing it. Mm. It's like um, Pavlovian, you know, right. you see the, the, the picture and I start to feel exactly as I did. And wow. it was a little bit like that. And I was a little surprised and I was kind of embarrassed. It's kind of embarrassed <laughs> crying at your own movie. Why not? You're uh, feeling but, but that's an honest answer. Right. Last night I was watching, and during that share, and the character cries, yeah. I was crying with him because it's a moving story about yeah. someone talking about someone that's come through a really hard time and someone else saying, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you made it through. Yeah. So it's, it's a real simple... See, I get moved even thinking about it. It's a real simple expression of that human impulse to be happy for someone else's well-being. Right. And mm. th that was moving. And what's the one movie you could watch over and over again and it never gets boring? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, that's a movie. Oh, God. <laughs> George Burns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, not to put down George Burns. Uh, I... Why watch the same movie? I don't like this hypothetical thing. Why watch the same movie over and over again when I don't have enough time to, to watch, watch the all movies the movies that, that I, I want to watch? Yeah, awesome. Well, um, thank you so okay. much. Yeah, Always nice talking to you. Great, great. Thanks. That was Willem Dafoe. Right now, we're going to take another quick break. But when we come back, Chloe Sevigny talks Selena Gomez directing and the time Bill Murray took her on a joyride in a stolen cop car. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Now my chat with Chloe Sevigny. We talked the morning after her latest collaboration with Jim Jarmusch, The Dead Don't Die, Open the Can Film Festival. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm well. I like your bow tie. Thank you. 
Very oh, charming. Oh, Seer thanks. sucker, watermelon. Wow. Are you really? You got a lot going on. I do. I like a good color. <laughs> I like. I appreciate color. that. I usually, what was Coco Chanel said, take an accessory off. Before appreciate you leave the, the details. House. So I usually take a color off. Oh. But you got the old black. You got the chic black. And I don't the, agree. <gasps> Those are amazing. Thank you. They're not mine. I have to give them back. <laughs> <laughs> They're Cinderella shoes. <laughs> they turn Literally. into pumpkins. They turn into pumpkins <laughs> later. Yes. Um, so how was your night? You had a good time, huh? I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, I had a great time. I love this cast. I love Jim. I've known him for years. I have deep love for that man. And... Um, yeah, seeing the movie for the first time. Oh, it was your first time seeing it? I was like, I wanted to laugh uproariously, but then I was like, people were going to be like, she's only laughing because she's in the movie. You were <laughs> like, I'm going to look like some sort of like whore laughing at my own movie. So I was like, I had to keep it contained. Also, my laugh is pretty loud, so <laughs> I'm like a loud movie, movie viewer. So I, I kind of had to. I think I heard you. I yeah, think you heard, I heard you probably. I can't wait to see it in New York because I feel like people are just going to die. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think one of my favorite lines in the movie is after you go into the diner and Bill Murray's like, "You do crowd control." I know. And you're like, guys, back up, please. Oh my god! I know. What is it working with that guy, Mr. Murray? I mean, what a charmer. Yeah. Were you at the press conference? No. Oh, I wasn't. You missed it. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's. No wonder, you know. Is it intimidating at all? Because it is Bill Murray. I was, I was actually very intimidated going, going into this film. Um, I had worked with him once before on Broken Flowers in a scene with him and Jessica Lang. I mean, talk about intimidating. Um, but in this film, all of my scenes are with Bill Murray and Adam Driver, who are, first of all, their stature. I mean, they're both like six something. I don't know, they're so tall, and I'm 5'8. I'm not. You look tiny, you're the little And I look like, like a shrimp. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna disappear into the background. And I'm like, you know, of course, my character's really playing the stakes when the two of them are very nonchalant and dry and, you know, doing their shticks. So I was like, I'm, nobody's even gonna see me in this movie. So. I was quite nervous actually going into it. And how do they make you feel comfortable? Do they realize it? Do they know it? I think I expressed it to them. I think it's better to be transparent mm -hmm. and um, not that I'm fishing for compliments, but <laughs> just kind of feeling how everybody else is, you know, their comfort levels, you know. Um, there was, we were on a tight schedule with Adam because he was off to Star Wars. And um, so <laughs> there was a little bit of a, a, a time pressure. Another independent movie. Yeah, that little thing. Um, so we were feeling that a little bit, like a little bit of the crunch. Um, but I mean, Adam kept saying, oh, you're so good. I'm like, I don't know about that take. I think that take was bad. That take was really good. <laughs> so yeah, we were very community, even Tilda. Like we were all very like, I know, she can do no wrong. She's so great. She's magic. And she's like, just like the way she's so graceful. Mm -hmm. That sword. That's when the first time she takes out the sword. I know. And the, like, that got like a big <laughs> applause, which is said. I guess great. is that intimidating too, Tilda Swinton? I mean, this, these are like, Tilda, I mean, just, she walks by you and you just feel this energy and you're just yeah. like, you're Tilda. Yeah. She's got some power, that woman. I like it. Yeah. So how'd you get involved with the movie? Obviously, you've worked together before. I've worked with Jim twice before. Yeah. He sent me a letter in the mail, snail mail, explaining this, this movie that he was... In the mail? Yes. Has he sent you letters before? <laughs> yes. 
I have them all. I've the saved them all. He's a yes. And then he sent me the script, and I think then I spoke maybe to the producer and signed on, and that was like two years ago. So just waited around, hoping and praying that it would happen. So what yeah. was his pitch? What does he pitch? What does he say? The movie he there? said, I want to make this ridiculous zombie picture. I think that might have been the words, yes. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. You know, he's very self-deprecating. Well, I don't know. I want to make this like zombie thing. I don't know. Are you a zombie person? Are you into the whole genre? I'm not a big... Although I love um, Night of Living Dead, and mm -hmm. I think it's a masterpiece. And um, I will, I mean, admit to you, and only you, and everybody else watching, that <laughs> I kind of fell for The Walking Dead for the first two seasons I was yes, in there. The I was, I was, two, my husband I was and I deep were, in there, we yeah. In it, and I was it just got it. too much for yeah. just killing people over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched good. the last couple, but the first two I was like... And that cop, what's his name, the main guy? Andrew Lincoln. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Driver's a pretty hot cop, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Adam's <laughs> so beautiful on screen. So what else, what else do you watch? You watched A Little Walking Dead a few years ago. What else does Chloe watch? Um, well, I'm trying to go to the movies more, um, which is somehow hard um, <laughs> time-wise. I usually watch stuff when I travel, like when mm -hmm. I'm on location, then I kind of like find comfort in like returning to a series. Mm -hmm. There's something like when you're alone in a mm -hmm. hotel room. Um, of course, right now I'm watching Game of Thrones, which I miss Sunday, and I don't know how to watch it here. Can't, don't you know people at HBO? Hello? No. What are they going to send me a link? Why not? Well, they, they didn't even invite me to the premiere. They're going to send me a link? And now I'm going to miss the, the finale. And are you like the type like people cannot talk about? Well, it I can't look you? at my phone. They're all gonna like <laughs> spoilers, right? How do you think? How do you think they're doing so far with this finale, season finale? I think since they I got mean, since finale. since they got ahead of the books, it's it's been a it's been less fulfilling for me. Yeah, why? I don't know. I think there's just more exposition and less mm -hmm. story. Yeah. So how do you want to see it end? Who do you want to see on the throne? Um, I don't know. I don't know who I wanted. I used to think I wanted to see Arya and um, Baratheon's mm -hmm. bastard, but now um, I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> now I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you? I'm not in your game of Oh, okay, that's fine. Like I know a little bit yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. But everyone's saying I have to watch Barry, so that's going to be Barry's my next really one. Good. That's going to be my next really one. I finally just finished. I never got around to finishing the whole thing was uh, Big Little Lies. Oh, yeah. I watched that when it came out, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman is just genius. In that yeah. I genius. liked Reese. Reese was, I mean, she was a... Uh, the turn. I mean, yeah. just like, I don't want to walk away from her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's it like walking on that carpet? You've walked on that carpet. The Palais, mm -hmm. that red, I was there with one of my editors last night and she had never been. I said, you know, this and the Oscars are the most famous red carpets. Yes. It's just iconic. Yes. This one is managed much better, I think, than like the Oscars <laughs> or something. Um, and there's a lot of distance, which I think makes for more flattering photos. Right. Now we have all these truncated carpets with these awful overhead lighting, <laughs> and then you have a digital camera, so it's like the trifecta is makes Not for good. no bueno. No, it's <laughs> like, why do these publicists, like, 
then you have like a really big head and really small feet. I was like, nobody's doing us any favors here. What the fuck is everybody's problem? You know what I mean? Like right. you need distance. And so that's nice. That's comforting knowing that the, the, right. the photos will be more flattering in that sense. Um, it's fun. I mean, especially with a big movie like this, yeah. you know, and then hearing them like say your name and rattle off all the times you've been there, all the films you've had and... No, it's nice. It's a nice tradition. I like it. I like a little glamour. Selena made her debut, the can debut. Selena, yes, she outshone us all, which (laughs) she should. Good for her. (laughs) (laughs) Did you give her tips like, okay, this is what's going to happen? No. It is a pretty exciting, because when you're walking down the car, I mean, you don't see that many photographers on any carpet anywhere. Yes. And you would think there would be that many photographers at the Oscars? I think it's also nice when you come with a movie because you, you, you're shot all together. Right. You know? right. Normally you don't go and do like a solo situation unless you're just like coming to watch something. So right. it's kind of nice to be that there with the be whole weird cast. to walk down just by yourself, I think. I mean, I've done it here. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to see films. Like, and, but um, there's something comforting about being with the cast, especially if it's a movie you're proud of and, you know. So, directing. We know you've dipped your toe in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. More? What, what can you tell us? What do you got? Cooking? Well, I have my third short, which I wrote mm-hmm. and directed, called White Echo. It's playing here in mm-hmm. Cannes in main competition. Press screening on the 21st, premiere the 24th. If you're still here, you're welcome. And, um, yeah. When are you going to do a full-length feature? Whenever I come up with a good idea. <laughs> come on, what do you want to do? Well, I've been reading a lot, watching a lot, and yeah, waiting, waiting for for night, you know, the right thing right. to come. What yeah. do you like about directing? Um, I just like exercising my brain in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I like being collaborative, and I love working with actors, and and I love having something of my own to to talk about. I mean, I've been like a vehicle for so many directors, yeah. great directors, and in film and television, which pose different you know, challenges, but just making my own expression, you know, and having people watch it and appreciate it, and, you know, it's, it's more fulfilling. Who are, the, who are some of the directors you're looking at today that you're just blown away by? Um, well, I always love Claire Denis. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love the Coen brothers. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's pretty varied, yeah. yes, who I appreciate, yeah. So what, so what movie could you watch over and over again, and it'll never get boring. I mean, there's so many. Um, I have so many favorite right now, films. And you have said, to pick a genre. I mean, I don't know. What's your favorite genre? Well, <laughs> vampire picture is my favorite genre. I really? also love movies about making movies, which is like at the end of this movie. That's why it's so charming. <laughs> I love movies about making movies, and The Shadow of a Vampire is like a movie about making a, a vampire movie. So, so that's so. your like. <laughs> kind of. Like, that's it. Kind of. So you were yeah. a Twilight fan. <laughs> Not the biggest <laughs> Twilight fan, no. But I do like some more popcorny, you know, like uh, Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interview with a Vampire. Love Interview with a Vampire. So I can watch good. that a whole lot. The Nosferatu, um, the Herzog one, mm-hmm. and um, the Dryer one. Um, yeah. What's the Addiction, one? Abel Farrar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abel Farrar. So Coppola's Dracula. Yeah. Classic. So I have what? been looking actually about at some some things to do with Dracula, but I don't want to say 
on camera. A musical. That's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. I see the next Dracula musical. I mean, if it was like a Fosse, you know, Fosse all that jazz. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. But. I could see Dracula having good jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> it really would work well. <laughs> I mean, Phantom of the Opera worked. It sure did. <laughs> For how many years on Broadway? Listen, I know so, the music. So, you know, I know that too. I guess things start to, start to end, yeah. When's the last time you cried watching a movie? Um, gosh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I'm a crier. I yeah. cry. Yeah, I, I cry love crying. Right, yeah. Like, during the holidays, forget about it. God, I can't, I can't recall right now of... of I think I, I went to see, um, I'm going to mispronounce it, it's going to be really embarrassing. Capernaum, 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 Capernaum. The one, it can't, I know what yeah, you're talking about. Lebanese, right? I'm not going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> it means chaos, but, I know that. Um, and I cried at that film, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Well, it's about, a, you know, a little boy um, with uh, growing up in, in, you know, in, in dire situation and, um, He's kind of like blaming his parents for bringing him into the world, suing his parents. Like, mm -hmm. why, why did you even have me if you don't care about me, if you're not going to look after me? And it's just an emotional mm -hmm. film. It's very raw and beautiful. Okay, I don't want to end on a sad note. Sorry. Wow, wow. I'm going to go back to Joe Murray. Okay, what was the craziest time on set with Mr. Murray? When he brought us on a joyride in the cop car. Just like, just for fun? Like. like it was raining and we were waiting for the rain to pass. It was like a, you know, New England summer storm mm -hmm. situation. And we were just sitting in the cop car. He's like, you guys want to go for a ride? He just pulled out of the diners and tell any of the PAs and tell any of the producers. And he turned, he's like, Adam, do you have a phone? No. Chloe, do you have a phone? No. Adam, do you have any money? No. Chloe, do you have any money? No. <laughs> we're, we're in a car <laughs> with no money, no phones. Where'd you go? No gas. Where'd he take He's you? like, I remember this farm stand that I went to a couple of days ago. So we pulled up to the farm stand with like the lights going and yeah. And you're in your like full it was like uniform. it was like straight up Bill Murray antics. It was so fun. That's a movie. <laughs> I think it's called. <laughs> I mean, him and Adam with the deadpan. I know. Like, were there times where you just want to be like, come on, crack a smile, do it. No. I'm gonna get you to do it. No, it's funnier. <laughs> but then I was like, I had to hold it together. I know. Yeah. It was really, I, I love the diner scene. Oh. That's the scene that just. Oh. I love the Carol Kane scene. It's just, it's, the zombie, it's tough because it's been done so much. Yeah, but it feels fresh. Yeah. And like that little boy, the little child zombie. <laughs> I, I felt very emotional actually at How that moment. How much getting into zombie makeup? Well, that's a spoiler, first of all. I didn't say you. Your friends. <laughs> <laughs> that was all your friends in the makeup. The makeup artists were fantastic. How was? No, can't say that either. That's a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, do people really care? I don't know. Maybe yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah. How, how much fun is it though? Getting in that. You know what? I went. I did an American Horror Story, and yeah. I just turned into this like monster on that, and. That was such a bizarre, like, sociological experiment because I was used to being, like, somewhat objectified by crew members or you can sense, you know, certain ones would flirt with me and yada yada. And then, like, as I gradually became more and more of this monster, like, people wouldn't look at me. So my face was really 
deformed. It was almost like I was a ma had a mask on, so right. you couldn't read. When you can't read one's expressions, it's pretty terrifying. Right. But I, I noticed that people just like ignored me, basically people wow. that had been really warm with me on set. Shocking, actually, you wow. know, crew members and makeup people were very kind with me, and I couldn't walk because I had this things on. They had to carry me around. Anyways, that was a very interesting, but al almost like discouraging experience. And like even the directors kind of didn't know what to do with me on this. Like the day I was a zombie was like my the funnest day. <laughs> I was like, this is so freeing. I don't have to be pretty. I don't have to be sexy. I don't have to be any of these things. Like I was just so fun being a zombie. I love that day. It was my, my favorite husband, day on set. Also, husband. Daniel Craig came to set that day to visit. So, what was Daniel Craig doing visiting the set? Wait, you can't just he, drop that. Why? Like, I guess he lives. Daniel. He like lives near there. Everybody has houses up there. They live in New York. They all like and buy because they're all like two dollars. Says I'm coming by. I guess so. Maybe he's friends with Adam. Maybe he came to see Adam. Why? Aren't Daniel they Craig in like Star, Star Wars, Wars movies together? I don't no, know. Daniel Craig's James Bond. Oh, sorry. I don't think he could do both. I don't know. I, don't, I think they're friends, though. I think he came to see him. And I think he and was he, maybe going to be in the movie for a minute. But then something else came is, up. No, he was. No, he was, he was, he was, he was. There was a part written for him, and then they just cut that part out. Yeah. James Bond zombie. I don't know if I'm allowed zombie to say zombie. all that, but I don't know if anybody cares. Me <laughs> <laughs> and my big mouth. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That was Chloe Sevigny, and that's it for this week's Big Ticket. Coming up in the next episode, Matt Vollmer on his latest indie, Poppy Chulo, the state of LGBTQ representation in Hollywood, and his work in the upcoming Netflix movie adaptation of Broadway's The Boys in the Band. See you next time.